Hey everyone, Dr. Pat and I would personally like to invite you to join us in our Grow My Baby program. This is week-by-week pregnancy and birth information developed from our experience of helping more than 4,000 women grow and birth their babies. All our links are on our website, growmybaby.com.au. If you're trying to get pregnant or you are pregnant and you feel a little bit overwhelmed by all you need to know, then this is the right podcast for you. Welcome to the show. I'm Bridget Maloney. And I'm obstetrician Dr. Patrick Maloney. And this is The Kick, your expert-led podcast that delivers the essentials of growing a baby. Make sure you head to our website, growmybaby.com.au, to get some awesome free tools like our Pregnancy Knowledge Checker to help you feel like you got this. Well, welcome everyone. This is episode 26 and we're going to be talking about um, just some hints on how to get pregnant, which is really important. Yeah. <laughs> stuff uh, stuff you have to do to get in the space. In the space, yeah. yeah. So we're not really going to cover, you know, ovulation and things like that. That's going to be, that was episode two, our um, how to track your ovulation like a ninja. Um, so go back and have a little listen to that. But this is this is going to be fun, and we'll, we'll you'll definitely have some um, tips by the end of it. And and Patty, though we wanted to tell everyone, uh, we've had another family here who you've delivered now their fourth fourth, fourth baby. And guess what it was, boy? <laughs> Give it away. <laughs> and fourth fourth boy. Yes. So they're the same as us, four boys. And she didn't find out the um, gender of the. Baby, either did she? No, so yeah. it was just um, I, I just I, I shared the story of um, when we took the kids to um, Disneyland, and um, one of our kids said, "It's great us all being boys. We don't have to go in, on any stupid girl rides." <laughs> Actually, that's so probably I, one big benefit. I told her that story. There's lots of benefits to single sex um, uh, family. Yes, um, you can hand down the clothes. Hand down the clothes. Yeah. Uh, what are the others? Uh, I'm struggling. <laughs> so um, anyway, it was it was it was a, a, a happy day. And, and did I, they have a name for that baby? Mick. Mick. Oh, cute. Isn't that nice, Mick? Yeah. Um, and so I I got a brother, Mick. Uh, so um, it was uh, it was great, and she's one of the I think maybe the first or equal first um, number of um, number of babies from. One woman, that, one woman I've, yeah. that I've been involved in the care yeah. of, so uh, all, f- all four. We don't have many um, four-child families anymore, do we? N- no, no, and I don't know if that record's going to be broken anytime soon because there certainly aren't many fives. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right, well, so we're going to go on to how to get pregnant. Um, so it, this is all sort of stemmed from at the moment this week we've sort of been covering off on a couple of posts on our Instagram, uh, which people, if you're not there, please go over right now. Drop your listening and, and get onto your phone and just go to our Instagram, which is at grow underscore my underscore baby and come and be one of our friends. Um, and we've been covering getting pregnant and um, we've been talking a lot about what a regular period is. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody asked the question, I think it might be worthwhile sort of answering it uh, here. I'll, we'll answer it also on Instagram. But her question, Mel asks, does regular mean bang on the same number of days each cycle or around about give or take a few days for each cycle. Mm-hmm. Well, bang on's nice. That 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 kind of proves it. If you have a twenty-eight day cycle and it's every twenty-eight days without fail, that's an ovulatory cycle. You're ovulating. Yeah. Uh, and it really needs very little 
confirmation of that. that yeah. um, but um, if there's significant irregularity, that's probably not ovulating yeah. or not ovulating when you think you are or not ovulating every month. Right. And then there are, there are women who have some mild cycle irregularity, perhaps a day or two out. Yeah. And they're probably ovulating as well. Yeah. But if they're having trouble, checking for that ovulation is easiest. A, a blood test done on day 21 of the cycle looking for progesterone levels. Yeah. And if the ovary's already made a, um, an egg, the progesterone level will be high. And who does that blood test? Oh, GP can organise that without uh, much trouble. Yeah. Um, uh, and certainly one of the ones we look at if someone's made it all the way to a um, obstetrician, gynaecologist or infertility specialist. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's a, a nice little place to start, especially if someone thinks, well, my cycle's somewhere between 26 and 29 days. Yeah. Am I ovulating? Well, that's the way to find out. Yeah, right. Okay. And, you know, how would they do that straight away? Like, oh, gosh, I loved it. One person sort of said, I can't, I don't have it in front of me, but I, one person said, um, our, one of our posts was, there's the normal time. So if you've um, got a regular period, you've been having well-timed sex, um, your partner has no history or, or problems with semen quality, then it's 12 months yep. is kind of like an average time to get pregnant if you're under 35. Yeah. Well, that's how long you should try for before seeking help if everything else is ducks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And she said that she had an irregular period and she sort of questioned whether she should have gone as soon as she did, but she's so glad she did. She went straight off to the GP before they sort of started because she realised that irregular periods is one um, catalyst to go and see a GP. To go earlier. Yeah, to go yeah. earlier. Don't wait the 12 months. Yeah. And mm. did, she, did she learn that from us? No. Ah. She, she <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Damn <laughs> it. Uh, was it, uh, but what? she confirmed that what you know that was her story and that was good. Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a kind of a thing of mine that there's no point in trying for twelve months if you don't have the ingredients. Yeah. And um, so what what I hope some people get out of our um, podcast is if if you've got shock and pelvic pain, irregular periods, um, a, a partner who's had uh, mumps and a and a varicocele, you know, varicose vein in his uh, scrotum, and um, and you're both in your late, in your late thirties. We do not wait a year, people. Yeah, just get along. We get yep. along, get get stuff tested, make sure we've got the right ingredients to start yep. with. Because yeah. to be honest, most people, well, not most, but there's so many of us, us included, um, who you know find their partner in their thirties, yep. and and you know then they sort of wait until the right time in that relationship to have a, a child, and and that could be that they're thirty. 34, 35, 36, 37, yeah. or us, uh, 39, 40. <laughs> so there's nothing, nothing wrong with that, but, uh, but we want to be um, just a little bit more scientific about it. Yeah, mm. yeah. We were perhaps too scientific. We thought we, we would have struggled to get um, pregnant. And <laughs> Here, we <are. laughs> Here we are. Good. All right. So, uh, Patty, we wanted to start off, and it's not something medical. This, you know, getting pregnant, we say the first thing that you need to do is just take stock. Mm. Where are you at in your life? Um, obviously, the decision to become a parent is, is a big deal. Yeah, so I think one of the things we do is we all make great plans for the birth of the baby. But uh, yeah, ultimately, looking back, that's kind of one day yeah. um, in, in a lifetime of parenting. And, you know, it doesn't stop. They, 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 get, they get big and, and uh, you know, all my brothers and sisters all in our 40s and my mum would say she's still parenting to some degree you know? oh wow is she still parenting <laughs> and and she needs to <laughs> so so uh you know in a lifetime of parenting the birth is one day it's a big it's a big deal but it's yeah. one day um and, and i think you know during that time of trying it's the perfect time to think well well um what do we what do we 
want to achieve here? Yeah. Um, which of my heartfelt personal values do I most wish to foster in my child? Yeah. Um, ha- what sort of a parent am I going to be? Yeah. Yeah. And also sort of what, what support have I got? How do I, how do I think I'll cope? How do I think I'll um, be able to tap into, you know, um, family help, friends help, you know, because we say it again and again, it really does take a village. Um, and we see it in our clinic because we're based in regional Victoria and we have a lot of people that perhaps move here and they don't have that Mm -hmm. support base. Um, and it's a very, um, hard road for some of them. Yeah. So, so, you know, in this, um, you know, you know, if we're fortunate enough to have a pregnancy, um, where, you know, um, it's, Planned, and we're 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 um, getting all of those um, ducks in a row on some folate and off the contraception, charting the cycle. Then there's time, right, mm. to think about um, some of those issues, like why we're doing this and how we're going to go about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, this is by any means telling you not to do it. Do it. We love babies. <laughs> oh, especially no, it, 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 it's the best thing you'll ever do. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, you know, that's that's just. It's something to think about. Exactly. Mm. So um, we also think that it's just vital to get educated. Yeah, that's what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. you know, that's big, what this is. big tick to you. You're already here. You're already learning about things. Oh, my gosh, there's so many medical terms in there. It's just like you've started a whole new course that you don't have a um, platform to learn from. Or do you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're building the Grow My Baby program. But, um, you know, you, you will get bombarded with terms and you'll think, my God, this is just like an, a whole new world. So, yeah. Yep. Really? And, there, you know, there's sometimes there are things that people, um, it's not until the second or third baby, they think, oh, I didn't realise that was an option. Yes. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, it's always an option. It's just you didn't know about it. Yes. So um, uh, there are, um, uh, oh, you know, things, um, you know, um, delayed Cord clamping. Yeah. Um, Maternal assisted caesareans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something, you know, delayed cord clamping has gone from very quickly from a sort of an, uh, a strange thing that people wanted to a do for, fringe, for a little bit fringe, mm. right up to absolutely standard yeah. in just a few years. Yeah. Um, because it turns out it's good for you. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that um, it's reasonable to do um, at uh, most vaginal births and even at most cesarean sections. Yes, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I've had people say to me, I, you know, I couldn't have that because it was a section. I'm like, um, why not? Why not? That's it. That's fine. Yeah. If you're not bleeding, of course we can wait. Yeah, exactly. Uh, skin-to-skin contact. You know, these are things that um, sometimes ha- it happens in a hospital, like even between our, my you know, the four boys, yeah. um, I think the only real skin-to-skin contact that I had was our third for Solly, and and they just, you know, it was I didn't even have to ask for it. It was just sort of done, and then um, for Rex, so he was our fourth, um, uh, it, he was all wrapped up like a burrito and given back to me, so we didn't really have that immediate skin-to-skin contact until the next midwife came. I just forgot to ask, and the next midwife came and said, oh, well, that's not good. <laughs> Unwrapped him. <laughs> so there you go. That's that's a good example because um, we can't always rely on the hospitals and caregivers mm. to magically give us what we want. Yeah, we want to ask for it. Yeah, and um, you won't know to ask for it unless you know what's available. Yeah, what are the things you get a choice in? Yes, um, and uh, how do we go about exercising yeah. that, that uh, choice? And that's that's you know it just reminds me that we've written this really good. Um, fillable birth plan template 
um, in our Grow My Baby program. So, you know, all of those things are sort of covered and you get that, you, you know, you get the trigger yeah. to even think about, well, do I want delayed cord clamping? Do I want skin-to-skin uh, -skin contact? Yeah. Um, we think yes should be the answer to all those things. Um, so the next ones we want to talk about in terms of getting pregnant is, um, you know, getting you into good nick. So yep. uh, it's really vitally important, isn't it, Pat? Yeah, so we're talking about exercise, and it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, is the bottom line. You just have to, you have to do something. Yeah. Um. So um. Even if your body weight's normal, you still want to be doing some some exercise um, regularly. Yeah. And come on, if you've got no kids yet, what what else are you doing with your time? <laughs> so, so watching Netflix. So, oh my god, what did we do with our kids? Oh. So you gotta um just just do something. Yeah. Um and um and commit to it. Um so that cardiovascular health and um and body weight. Yeah. are under control when the pregnancy starts. It's a habit, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that you're in – exactly, that you're in the habit of exercising because yeah. you've got to keep going in the pregnancy. Yeah. You're a little bit – a few weeks off at the start when you feel really bad and with the nausea and mm. vomiting and then you've got to keep exercising yeah. so that um, we can manage um, – uh, the, the, the manageable risks of hypertension, preeclampsia, and diabetes yeah. by keeping body weight under control. So, um, you want to be doing something, um, in early pregnancy, and that might be the thing you're already doing. Yeah. If it's something that's suitable for pregnancy. Um, which most things are. Yeah. I just say to people, contact sports out from once you, from when you're pregnant. Yeah. That's about it. Um, and then in the third trimester, you move on to something pregnancy specific, like, like Pilates or yoga or water aerobics. Yeah. But, um, but it, it's about a philosophy of being active. And I think they, they I mean, gosh, it's about 150 minutes of moderate exercise in a week or is it 60 or 90 minutes of strenuous exercise. So it's not much. Yes. Spread over a few goes. Yeah. It's, it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Smoking. There's, uh, Australia, Sorry, folks who are listening from um, the U. Oh, well, we know that you're listening from the US, from Brazil. We've had comments from people from Ireland. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know your rates of smoking, but in Australia, we're about 14 percent uh, of all uh, of Australians still smoke, which you know is is good. It's way down from what it was, you know, in the 80s. Yep, 70s, uh, yeah, 70s. But it's still 14 percent. Um, and in our hometown, Pat. We're still up at around 20 to 30%. Too so many. Too many people. Yeah. But it's a good time to stop, isn't it? Well, that's a motivated time to stop, isn't yeah. it? So it's a, a time when you can really think, well, this is not just me. Um, got a uh, baby and it's either going to help me get pregnant mm. or um, help me have a healthy pregnancy if I'm already pregnant mm. if we um, if we stop the smokes. And, and then, you know, it's been shown time again that um, if your partner stops as well mm. and you motivate each other. Yeah. That you, the, that the uh, the um, the quit rates are more sustained, and yeah, for your partner, there is some um, studies that sort of suggest that it does impact on semen quality. Oh, yeah. smoking. Yeah. And what about for the woman though? Why do we want them to stop smoking? Oh, uh, look, there's a number of reasons. So overall, fertility rates are, are, are lower. There's mm. a number of ways in which smoking decreases fertility, um, but um, uh, but then once you're pregnant, uh, smokers. Uh, heavy smokers, uh, you can make up. You can make a problematic placenta. Right. So just like uh, uh, you know, um, 
when you, if you're a smoker, it, it can affect the quality of small blood vessels in our body. Yeah. So that's why it can give you a heart attack. That's why it can give you a stroke because it can block small blood vessels. Well, a heavy smoker um, who's pregnant, the, the placenta is nothing but blood vessels. Yeah. So okay. you know, it affects it in, 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 you know, in broad terms in the same way. Yeah, right. Um, so if in those early months the placenta hasn't, hasn't formed properly, then in the later months of the pregnancy, you just start to see significant problems. Um, with uh, growth restriction, yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, higher rates of major complications. Okay, um, and if that little talk about smoking is um, at all motivated you, uh, the Quit organisation has some really great tools to help you. So that's uh, quit.org.au. Yep. and they've uh, got some pregnancy specific stuff. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, the next thing we want you to do is to go to your dentist. You're trying to get pregnant. Yep. Now's the time. Yeah, get- ideally beforehand. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly once you're pregnant, if you haven't been yet, um, so people, I get a lot of phone calls from people saying, I've got some toothache, I need to go to the dentist. Is it safe to go in pregnancy? Yeah. And, and, um, I always say, for God's sake, yes, go because it's, it's, it's actually much more dangerous to not go. Yeah. Um, so, um, infections that get in through holes in your teeth are an important cause of premature labor. Yeah, right. And uh, so, um, ideally, go before you're pregnant. Yeah. And um, get the teeth as good as we can. Yep. And if you need dental work in the pregnancy, you, it's safe. If the dentist is ever worried about drugs they're using or X-rays they might want to use or anything like that, they'll call. Yeah. And um, and you could tell them, you know, my obstetrician or my healthcare provider has, has said to call if you've got any questions. Yeah. 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 Um, because the um, uh, yeah, it, it's. It's riskier to have bad teeth yeah. than to have dental work. Yeah. yeah. The next thing that uh, we wanted to talk about is weight, and it can go either way, can't it, for your optimal weight for fertility? You're listening to The Kick with Dr. Pat and Bridget. How many times have you Googled something about your pregnancy? When I was pregnant all the time, Dr. Pat. (laughs) We get it. You may be confused or overwhelmed. It's normal to want information, but where's the reliable stuff from experts? Yeah. Now, if you like our podcast, Dr. Pat and I have developed an online program to help guide you through whatever stage of pregnancy you're at. It's taken us literally two years to put it together. Two long, hard years, wasn't it? (laughs) But, you know, it is a game changer in how pregnancy information is given. Now, how it works is uh, you get to sign up at whatever stage of pregnancy you're at. Like, So you could be pre-pregnant, in your very early stages of pregnancy, late pregnancy, preparing for birth, or maybe you've just brought your baby home. And you get lots of information around that. And then you also get to join our closed Facebook group. We've called in all our contacts too. So we've got a dietitian, an anaesthetist, physiotherapist. Sonographer. Yeah, who else? A pediatric nurse, obstetrician, mother of four. Oh, just all the people you need to hear from. So if that's you, come and join us at www.growmybaby.com.au. Yeah, so in our community, too high is much more common than too yeah, low. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, to ovulate, uh, you want to be in a healthy range. Yeah. Uh, but not too low and not too high. Yeah, and we do talk about um, optimal BMI. Mm. Um, so in my, you know, when I'm looking after pregnant women, I've, I've got a 
set of scales there somewhere, but I don't use them terribly often. Yeah. Um, in the old days, they used to actually they used to weigh the pregnant women to see where the baby was growing. Oh right, and it didn't. No, it, the only my problem, my my tummy was growing, I think, but that was the magnums in the first pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. so, so <laughs> you know, it didn't do with the baby. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those old in, one of those old things that was just part of going to antenatal clinic. Yeah, and the only problem is it didn't work. So it actually was a pretty bad indicator of whether the baby was growing or yeah. not. But this is before ultrasound was invented. Yeah. Um. So there's still a role for weighing weighing women in pregnancy, but I must say I tend to only weigh the women who are off the scale big or off the scale small. Right. Um. And it's not about using it as a test for the baby growing because it doesn't work very well for that at all. Um, it's just about continuing keeping an eye on on the development of possible complications related to weight problems. Yeah. 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 Good-o. All right. So, um, you know, one thing that we struggled with actually was names. Yeah. It's goes, hard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I know this is a bit lighthearted, but like, you know, that's part of the fun of getting pregnant is thinking about, well, one day I'm going to have a baby and what's that baby going to be called? And, yeah. and then um, you think about it before you get pregnant, then you think about it during pregnancy, and then it comes closer to the time where you actually are having the baby and it's panic stations. <laughs> and they're like, out. What, yeah. What am I going to call this baby? So there's a lot of pressure on that. Yeah, there is. And, and, um, and, you know, if you're going to give a nod to someone in the family, there might be pressure to give a nod to somebody else in the yeah. family. So all of those things have to be uh, thought thought through. And, and you know, you – oh, my gosh, I remember the, <laughs> the kids were watching a really great episode of Friends and um, Rachel and Ross – were vetoing each other's oh, yeah, you veto. choices. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the other thing. You've got to agree with your partner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it has to be something. It might be neither of your, neither of your first choice. It might be a compromise of second choice that's agreeable to both. That's a massive bonus, actually, of now having teenagers in the house, just to digress a little bit, is um, we get to watch all those shows that we used to watch in our 20s. Watch <laughs> They're them all again. back. Yeah. <laughs> Friends. How, How I, I Met Your Mother. mother. Yeah. 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 Uh, so... If you're struggling to come up with a name for a boy, Patrick is a timeless classic. It is a timeless classic. And I I totally agree. If you knock yourselves out, enjoy it. And it, it, feel free to use it. Yeah, and and Bridget. Although, can I say, don't call your child Bridget. No, call your child Bridget if that's what you want to do, but the amount of times I have to spell my name. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, the next one, you know, in this getting pregnant phase is to really talk about your choices around where you want to have the baby. Yep. So... There, in Australia, we are absolutely spoilt for choice. So we can have a private obstetrician in a private hospital, private ho- obstetrician in a public hospital. We can have um, a private obstetrician and you just pay your cold, hard cash. Uh, we have, we have um, uh, mid- midwifery care in a public hospital. We have obstetric care in a public hospital, uh, private midwife, doula, home birth. Yeah. There's a massive big gamut. Yep. And it's really confusing. Yep. So we have to work out what is right for you. Yep. Uh, and um, and have a think, um, you know, about that. Uh, maybe discuss that with people who already know you, like your family doctor. Yeah. Um, and um, and work out what you think the, the model that is right for you. And um, the things uh, that I feel very strongly about as, a, as an obstetrician is that regardless of which model we go in for, there should be at least one visit with an, a doctor who's an expert in obstetrics yeah. in your pregnancy. Yeah. Even if it's only one to take a detailed history and to say, yep, 
you genuinely are low risk. Yeah. And you might see a midwife from bed on right through. Yeah. And in fact, that's a very popular model of care here in our hospital. Yeah. Um, no problem with that at all, but um, there's very good data that's, that suggests that a, um, a single appointment mm. with, a, a, um, with a, a doctor who's an expert in obstetrics um, during your pregnancy is a really good idea. And that happens at about 20 weeks in the public system, does it? Yep. So yep. ideally, we, ideally, if we're having someone come into the public system and they're having a booking visit, mm. um, that, they, um, that um, we cast an expert eye over them. At that first visit, mm. I identify the people who are super low risk and 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 suitable for a very uh, low intervention model of care, mm. and then um, uh, from that point onwards, the people who are going to have all their care through the hospital. Uh, might go to a clinic run chiefly by midwives. Mm. Um, they might go to a clinic run by um, uh, junior medical people, um, or um, perhaps a, perhaps a great option as well um, is they just see their GP. Yeah. Um, uh, oh yeah, I forgot that as a yeah, model of care. GP. You know what it's called shared care. Yeah. So you've got a family doctor with an interest in obstetrics. Mm. Uh, maybe in their in their medical past they uh, were a hospital doctor at some point, developed some expertise in obstetrics and continued to provide antenatal care out in the community without actually doing deliveries. Yeah. Uh, and then, so you see the family doc, they do the blood pressure, they check the baby's growth, they check the diabetes, um, yeah. uh, make sure they don't have um, preeclampsia, baby's growing properly, and then there's a few key visits with the hospital. Yeah. Um, and that helps keep uh, healthy people progressing normally out in the community, yeah, and people with people with problems in the hospital, yeah, yeah, um, and look out whether you've got a shared bedroom or a. There are also decisions that you have to make. Oh I yeah, yeah. So I, I just don't know whether. I remember when I was looking around, they were big in my decision making when before I met Pat. So first time listeners, um, I I met Pat um, when I already had two boys, um, and so for me to make decisions uh, without you know having my handy obstetrician uh, partner to, to help me along the way was quite confusing. And so I get that. I get where women are when they're making these choices. But I definitely looked at hospitals where I sort of looked at how many people in the ward and, <laughs> you know, those were important. Whether yeah. In hindsight, they weren't the important parameters I should have been using to help make my decision. Well, no, but it's something, isn't it? It is something, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, so when, um, you know, one of the things that um, you get in Australia if you've got private health insurance and, uh, and go through a private system is a single, is a single room in hospital. Mm. And um, uh, when we ask patients what value do they see in their private health care, we as the doctors like to think it's because they get one-to-one -one contact with us and we're wonderful and that's why, they, that's why they like it. But one of the things that always scores pretty highly is a guaranteed private room with your own bathroom. Yep. Oh, yeah. And food. Yeah. Although the food anywhere, you know, that's my big bugbear. I wish that we would have really fabulous food in hospital because it's such a big part of healing. Um, healthier food. Healthier yeah. food, yeah. 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 Right. So um, uh, if you choose to have a private obstetrician um, and you are in the getting pregnant phase, so you need to have your um, insurance for at least 12 months. You need to up your insurance firstly to cover obstetrics. Yep. Um, but you need to have it for 12 months before the birth of the baby. So Yeah. So the nine months of the pregnancy might would, would count. Would count, yeah. Because the claim is for the birth and delivery, the 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 um the hospital bit. Yep. Um but um because we don't know exactly how long pregnancy is gonna go for, you might go a bit early. Yeah. It's a good idea to up your cover to uh cover obstetrics six months before you get pregnant. Mm. So that you're very safe, um, fully covered mm. uh, when the time of the birth comes around.
And we do see this a bit, unfortunately. People yeah. think, I'll get around to it because it's going to take me ages to get pregnant. Yeah. And then they go off the pill, conceive in the first cycle. Yes. And are caught out with uh, no cover. Yeah. Um, before um, when the when the yeah. when the um, birth comes, and yeah. then you know if it is that they want a private obstetrician or whatever, then then they just make that decision whether they will go just to the well not just to but go to the public ho- hospital or whether they'll pay their cold hard cash. <laughs> yeah, which is tough, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, you know ideally we'd have the have insurance cover and and uh, it helps. Uh, it's still expensive, but it helps mm. put um, it helps just to take money out of the decision. Yeah. Yep. Um, other things that you need to be doing before you get pregnant, you need to be on folate. Folate. Yeah. Uh, so folate's a vitamin, um, and, uh, it's a good idea to start folate supplementation when you first start trying. Yeah. So I just say to people, if you're on the pill and you stop, the day you stop the pill, you start the folate. So, um, just, uh, change one pill for another. Mm. Um, and, uh, some people start taking a pregnancy style multivitamin. I guess if you've got a healthy diet and a normal body weight, mm. um, that might be overdoing it a little bit. Yeah. All you really need. Um, in the preconception phase is folate. And that's just so that there's plenty of folate in your system right when you conceive. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then I said, people, you know, change over to the multivitamin once you're actually pregnant. Yeah. And folate's, uh, folate's important. It helps prevent what's called neural, neural tube defects, which is, um, uh, abnormalities of the baby's um, spinal cord, mm. uh, serious things. Um, and, um, and we know that. It's basically not really possible to get the high levels of folate that we need uh, to prevent those things uh, from your diet. Mm. Uh, you pretty much got to be supplemented. Yep. Um, and um, and uh, so um, whilst a, a, a perfect diet will give you just about everything else, um, you need the pill to get enough folate. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will talk about charting your cycle. Like it, it, that is definitely part of getting pregnant, isn't it? Yeah, so we've got to listen to episode two about yeah. ovulation ninja because um, uh, that's the thing that we see people have got wrong all the time. Yeah, um, and not not knowing enough about the fertile time in their cycle. Yeah, so when they come to see us after a year of trying, a lot of that year hasn't counted because yeah, they they've had the they've had the days wrong. And how sort of soul destroying? You know, they think that they've been doing the right thing, they've waited their 12 months or whatever, and, and we find out that they haven't been having well-timed sex. Or... Yeah, for want of a little bit of pregnancy literacy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, super important. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the last thing, I'm sure there's much more we could be talking about, but um, the last thing on our list today is to see your local doctor. Yes. This yeah. is the other big yeah. Big thing, a uh, passion of mine about this issue. I'm sure if you've been listening to our podcast for a little while now, you've heard Pat say this again, but say it again, Pat. No, look, the, the local doc is such a terrific resource. Um, and um, I think I think probably globally we see the doctor as someone you go to when you're sick. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, um, there's another way of looking at it, and this is doctor is someone you go to to help me stay well. Yeah. So if we're trying for a pregnancy, um, uh, the local doc's in a really good position to do some teaching on um, how to get where we want to go. Yeah. Uh, so not only can the local doc say, well, you know, did you know that the ovulation happens in the middle of the cycle and you should be timing intercourse around the middle of the cycle or, hmm, gee, you've got seemed to have tons of pelvic pain, shouldn't we look into that first, yeah. you know? But the, um, the, the, the local doc's also the expert on maximising the state of control of any other health problems that you've already got. Yeah. So um, uh, if you've already got diabe- insulin-dependent diabetes since you were a five-year-old, um, we want that to be in the best nick possible yeah. when you conceive. 
Um, lots of um, diseases get worse in pregnancy. Mm. Um, and some of them have a negative effect on the pregnancy. So we want to be under control. Yeah. And uh, if you're taking medication or absolutely. all of that needs to be reviewed. Yeah. 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 So um, a local, box, local doc is a, is a terrific um, resource for that. Mm. Um, and I would say that um, anybody with an existing diagnosis from your nose to your toes should have <laughs> uh, that reviewed before getting pregnant. Yep. We don't actually have it on our list, but I'm just thinking about my first time of getting pregnant. What about alcohol? What, what If I'm trying to get pregnant, what am I doing with alcohol? Yeah, well, um, we should be drinking less than we usually do. Yeah. Um, so um, absolutely. Again, local doc, great source of information. Um, but uh, yeah, winding that back um, significantly. Some people in the wanting a baby years are also in the don't have any kids yet years. Yeah. So alcohol intake might be high. Yeah. Alcohol intake uh, for some in the baby years is high too. Well, you know, that's, yeah, we laugh, but the, no, I know, you know, I know. It, it's um, the mummy wine o'clock thing. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, you know, yeah. you see so much on Instagram where it's like, is it one o'clock yet? Yeah. Um, so, I guess that's fine, but the the the, the message for um, uh, for pregnancy itself, of course, still has to be zero. Zero, as soon as you find out you're pregnant. Yeah. So um, if we reduce, because we're trying, yeah, then it's going to be easier to get to nothing. Yeah. So when we say reduce, we're sort of thinking about one or two glasses a week or something like that. A week, yeah. 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 It's so not that, much. That might be significantly less than, yeah. than people are usually having. Yeah. yeah. And also, um, I think there's some stats, and we're going to do um, a podcast soon on male fertility, but there are stats around um, alcohol for males as oh, well. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, um, and um, sperm motility and the quality of the semen analysis. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, this is a bit more sort of like an overview um, without sort of drilling down too much into the particulars, um, but we hope that you've got something from that. Um, and uh, come over onto Instagram and, and um, when we, this post comes up and, and just ask us your questions, see what comes up. We'd really appreciate uh, anyone getting in touch um, from anywhere where you're listening, and that's always a pleasure to, um, uh, you know, to, to get back to you with some information or some um, uh, point you towards some quality resources. Mm. And um, give us a, a star review. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We like those. We read them all the time, and it's kind of makes us um, enthused and motivated to keep going because um, uh, <laughs> to just get here today was... <laughs> was a, uh, um, a test in logistics, wasn't it, Pat? Well, that's, you know, that, that, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. So, um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll, we'll um, see you next time. See you now. Bye.